0: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Though we may know more about our universe, we hope for less. We have learned there are barriers we cannot penetrate. Distances we cannot travel, spaces we cannot enter, or if we do, cannot return from. On Mystery Theater this time, an adventure into the infinite. I guarantee you won't come back from it, feeling as you did when you tuned in. Trevor, transfer me into your dimension. I'll take my chances of getting back. Don't take her. Take me instead. My instructions were specific, and they do not include you. You told me that you had to restructure your civilization. You will not find another single human being as well-informed on command, control, telemetry as myself. Take me. I can benefit your dimension more than she can, more than anyone. I was charged to transfer your wife, a human female. Our race is dying out. We need more than brains, Professor. We need bodies. Our drama, The Intruder, inspired by a Jules Verne story, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr. and stars Norman Rose and Grace Matthews. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Many of you think we're about to penetrate a brainstorm of scientists, add a dollop of science fiction and science fact, explore the land of equations run by cosmologists. You're right. We are. First, though, let's go a little east of Denver on a spring day where a sweet-faced woman is tending her garden. If you were to ask her some scientific question, she might say she didn't know which end of a telescope to look into. Don't be fooled by that. She knows, Mrs. Melville? Excuse me, could you tell me where I would find the house of Mrs. Philip Melville?
1: I'm Mrs. Melville.
0: Oh, I'm uh, Jack Slater of the Cornwall News. Oh, yes. I'm a reporter and a feature writer with the news. Now, I I wonder if, uh, well, if I could ask you a few questions.
1: Are you sure you want to speak to me and not my husband? He's the one who's up for the Nobel Prize.
0: Well, the first thing my editor told me to ask you was... Would Philip Melville be up for that prize if it were not for you, Mrs. Melville?
1: Oh, what a nonsensical question. And you can tell your editor I said so. When my husband started as a space systems engineer, there was no such thing as materials technology. The entire concept from remote sensing to welding and bonding techniques grew up with him. Uh, You certainly seem to know about space. Oh, not really. You pick up a little here and a little there. Now, if what your editor wants is one of those sentimental the little woman-behind-the-man features, you're wasting your time. My husband does his job, I do mine.
0: But uh, what about your book, Mrs. Melville?
1: Oh, that. You want to talk about that?
0: Uh, You have written one of the most lucid and admired books of essays in the country. Another story about you isn't going to hurt sales now, is it?
1: Oh, it's very nice of you to wish to interview me, but... Honestly, if I don't sell one more book, I'll still be quite pleased. Mother! Mother! Oh, that's Robbie, my son. You must excuse me. You do understand, don't you? It's his first day home from college. Yes,
0: sure, of course. Uh,
1: One more question. Oh, and I'll ask it quickly. Uh, Mrs.
0: Melville, uh, you had a a normal college education. Uh, You married Philip Melville, a young scientist. It's now 20 years later, and yet... Your book speaks with a voice that is as authoritative and comforting as any of the great religious and philosophical leaders. Now, uh, can you explain that?
1: (laughs) Certainly. Perhaps in 20 years, some of my husband's genius rubbed off on me. Mother, how about some... Oh, coming, Robbie! (laughs) Haven't said a word since you began wolfing down those pancakes now don't tell me my hand has lost its touch no Mm-mm. beautiful light, airy yummy <laughs> yummy mm. where'd you pick up that word oh um
0: everybody uses it at college
1: yummy mm. huh. well how does it feel to be home oh fine great humongous humongous mm-hmm. yeah it means uh, super marvelous what it sounds like Robbie, it sounds like kindergarten. Not second year at State U. Well, have you, um, have called Jane?
0: Uh, no, no.
1: Not yet? That's right. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, where's Dad? Robbie, when you go out into the world, you'll find there are no vacations between semesters. Have you ever seen your father home in the daytime, even Sundays? Good thing, too. I'd never get my work done. Oh,
0: No, no, you wouldn't.
1: well, you don't fool me. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Well, of course I do. Everybody does. Well, that's better. For a moment there, I thought, state you never read book reviews. Well, you haven't said anything about it since you got home. Well, I didn't really know what to say. Well, aren't you even going to congratulate me? It's a bestseller, believe it or not. Mm. Sure, Mother, sure. <sighs> Well, I don't expect you to have read it. It took your father a whole month to get around to it, and that was only because they kidded him up at the space so We had to. And even he liked it. He's, um, coming home for supper, isn't he? Supper? Robbie, we haven't had supper in this household ever. What's the matter with your memory? A giant-sized dinner is more like it. Yeah, I just wanted to know how much time I've got to have you all to myself. Oh, Robbie, isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I believe you mean it. Another cup of java?
0: A uh, java? Oh, um, um, yeah, yeah, sure.
1: I must say, this second year at State, you has done strange things to your reflexes. At, at Christmas, I didn't even have to offer you a second cup of coffee or a third. Now you hesitate. Did I? Um, coffee, sure, yeah.
0: Um, sure. Uh, Pour away, Mother.
1: Pour away my hat. It's on the sideboard. Go help yourself. (sighs) How's the food this semester? Is it better or just the same? Pretty much the same, I guess. What are you standing there for like a lost soul? Look. Take the filter paper, whisk the coffee grounds out of the coffee maker, and pour yourself a cup. Y- you act like you've never done it before. I was just, uh, thinking of something else. Oh, Robbie, look what you've done. You've dropped it. You've broke it. How can you be so clumsy? Oh, I'm sorry, Mother, I uh, put in my hand. Uh, who lifts up a boiling hot glass coffee maker from the bottom with two bare hands? You act as though you've never handled one before. Oh, n- never mind. I'll clean up the mess. Oh, darling, let me see your hands. I... Uh, don't they hurt?
0: Uh, just for an instant, but, but not oh, now.
1: Oh, They're not even pale pink. Mine would be beet red if I'd done something so foolish. Uh, I didn't want a second cup anyway. Um, w- will you excuse me, Mother? I- I-
0: I'd like to go up to my room. Oh,
1: of course, I understand. I... Oh, I'm sorry I yelled at you. It was an instinctive reaction. Yeah, sure. Well,
0: I'll, uh, see you later,
1: Mother. Uh, careful of those stairs. We haven't fixed the one down from the landing yet. You bet. Uh, Robbie, Robbie, where are you going? Are you in love? In love? Well, you're like the proverbial absent-minded professor. You you can't pour yourself a refill of coffee. Then you walk upstairs, you have run up and down six million times... You get to the top and walk into the closet. Your room is on the right, not the left. What is it? What's on your mind? Robbie! Philip, have you noticed how strangely Robbie's been behaving? No,
0: not really. But then I only saw him late last night when he came home, and he was still in bed when I left the house this morning.
1: He wasn't in bed. What? Well, I'll get to that in a minute.
0: Hmm. Well, I did think the boy was a little quieter than usual.
1: I asked him if he was going to see Jane. He acted as if he didn't even know her. I mean, he didn't say that, but he was just so offhand about the whole thing.
0: Well, maybe they had a disagreement.
1: She didn't stop by today, and he didn't call her.
0: You know, Dorothy, when we were that age, our folks had just as hard a time figuring us out.
1: He burns himself on the coffee pot. He forgets which is the door to his room. And walks into the upstairs closet.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's the effect of higher education.
1: He's got a little box, no bigger than a pocket calculator, with a glass eye on it. What? He says it's a radio. I went up to make his bed. It hadn't been slept in all night.
0: Uh, uh, Dorothy, this uh, glass eye on his pocket radio, uh, how big was it?
1: The glass eye? About an inch. It looks almost real.
0: Why? Well, nothing. I just thought I'd like to see it. Where is Robbie now?
1: We went for a walk about ten minutes before you came home.
0: I thought I'd get home early to celebrate. Well, it's nice to see the table set for three.
1: (sighs) I told him to get some air. He's far too pale. Like a
0: ghost. He's not going to get any sun at six o'clock. What time is dinner?
1: Usual time. Quarter to seven, seven.
0: Good. Uh, I think I'll go down by the old waterfall. That used to be one of Robbie's favorite spots.
1: Now, don't you two be late
0: now. How's the old waterfall look to you? Oh, hi, Dad. Pretty good. Same as always, huh? Yeah, hasn't changed. How would you know? What? I said, how would you know the waterfall looked the same? Uh, I I don't understand you, Dad. Hmm. Do you mind showing me what you just put into your pocket? Have you been watching me? That's right. I was behind that tree. I saw you pressing what appeared to be a miniature communicator against your chest. Now, I'd like to see you. When you were my age, weren't there some things you didn't want your father to know? What is it you want from me, Dad? Well, shall we try for the truth? Well, why would I lie to you? I'll show you something. I turn my lapel inside out. Now, you see this disc? Oh, yes. What color is it? Red. All of us at the center wear these discs. Their normal color is like blue. This one has just turned red because it is sensitive to light waves. Now, I suggest that the small box you are carrying, which you do not wish me to see, is a transponder, and that you are in communication with something or somebody at a distance. It may be a satellite, who knows? I wouldn't even hazard a guess. Believe me, I'm just standing here enjoying the old waterfall. Honest, Dad. I am not your father. Well... What do you mean? I am not your father, and you, young man, are not my son. Now, you may look like my son, Robert, talk like him, but you are not him. Now, I do not wish my wife to be in any way alarmed or suspect anything is wrong. She thinks that you are her son, and if she thought otherwise, there is no telling how she would react. You will come home with me now, and we will all have dinner, and tonight when Dorothy has gone to bed and is asleep... You and I will discuss a few matters. Such as? Such as what you have done with my real son, Robert. Is that a simple request, Professor Melville, or an order? Perhaps this will persuade you. Mr. Melville, put that revolver back in your pocket. You can't kill me. A bullet has no effect on this body whatsoever. You cannot threaten me with death. I do not die. I'll return with you to your house, and as you say, later tonight, we shall have a little talk. 250 years ago, one man laid the foundations for all physical science. The gravitational force, holding the moon in orbit, optics, white light, all came of age under Sir Isaac Newton. In his 20s, he said, I was in the prime of my age for invention. I suspect that age has returned today. And what we have imagined was fiction... may indeed be fact. I shall return shortly with Act Two. For reasons that appear both mysterious and baffling... a young man home from college... is not who he seems to be. His mother, almost as brilliant as his father has written a bestseller of essays which have captivated the country. The father, an astroelectronic engineer at the top of his profession, has unmasked the false son. I think Dorothy's asleep. I just poked my head into the bedroom. Interesting to me, Mr. Melville, that your species needs to spend so much time daily in renewing yourselves by sleeping. Who are you? Have I the appearance of your son, Robert? Uncannily so. Sound like him? Enough to deceive his own mother. But... Not you. You were not well briefed enough on my son's habits, likes, and dislikes. Now tell me, what have you done with Robbie, my son? He is safe. Unharmed. Imprisoned. Only, figuratively speaking, he knows nothing about the passage of earthly time. In a state of suspended animation? Mm, You could say that. I don't know why I should believe you, but I do. Now then, you appear to have taken over my son's body... Or else have you manufactured or cloned yourself a duplicate? Where do you come from? Another planet. Don't give me that garbage. The cosmos must be filled with more rewarding globes than this planet. I've spent too much of my life with the realities of space travel to believe spinning disks or saucers or people with pointed heads have any interest whatsoever in this misbegotten freak of nature. Shall I say, then, that I come from another way of life? Uh Uh-huh. That's more like it. Now, may I see your transponder? You may? Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The catalytic eye. As soon as my wife described it to me, I had a fairly good idea what you were up to. The beauty of it is, you need very little power to communicate. Am I right? Hardly any. To think. At long last. You talk as though you expected one day to meet one of us. Expected? No. Hoped, yes. And... If we're not from another planet, where are we from? Right here. This very room. This city, country, everywhere that we are, you are. You and other manifestations are able on occasion to slide through a window between your existence and ours. We and you are concentric worlds, existing simultaneously in different vibrations. Neither being able to see the other. Unless we go through that window. Or unless we of this world fall through the window. Which is what some of us surmise explains the mysterious disappearances of ships and airplanes over the Bermuda Triangle. Hmm. Your science has advanced considerably. No, no. Not science. But the capacity of the human brain to perceive possibilities. A kind of applied imagination. I told you what I believe. Now tell me who you are and what you wish here. In the other dimension, my dimension, there is a counterpart of each of your species. However, disease has spread and maimed and decimated our population. We need fresh intelligence from this dimension. Uh, You haven't told me who you are yet. My name is Trevor... Which is Robert, spelled backwards. The B's and V's interchangeable as they were in ancient Rome. So, Trevor, you are the counterpart of my son Robert, huh? Tell me, how were you sent here? Simple disintegration, rearrangement of molecules, and a step through the uh, window, as you call it. And why you? What did you want of my son? Nothing. He exists now in frozen molecular state. Your son will be returned to you. We don't want him or you. Then whom do you want? Oh, no. Oh, yes. I've come to take Dorothy Melville, your earthly wife. Dorothy? Not for long, two or three years. That's all we will require of her. Take me instead. Don't take her. Now, there is no pain involved. She is disintegrated and reassembled. How can this be done against a human's will? Well, if it cannot, if transference cannot be ordered against the will of a human, why should Dorothy consent? She will, if she wishes to see her real son again. I don't believe it, Trevor. You're telling me that my son is a prisoner in another dimension. I don't believe you. Prove it to me. It's true, Dad. I'm not frightened of being here, but... I want to return. Can you hear me clearly, son? Yes, Dad. I can even see you. Tell me what happened. Well, the college exams were over. We had a party. I went back to my room, and I was experimenting with something. I got high, I guess you could call it, and I looked into a full-length mirror. I looked at myself, but... It wasn't me. It was Trevor. And then he walked right through the mirror from the other side. I think I understand. He was you, but reversed. I said to Robbie, would you like to take a trip to another dimension? And he said, like it? I've wanted that all my life. Whatever made you say that, son? And he whisked me through somehow. I can't explain it. You don't feel anything, but all of a sudden, there are shadows all around. I can tune them in by thinking about them just like I tuned you in, Dad. The shadows I see now are the world
1: I came from.
0: Well, you have done some thoughtless and stupid things before, but, Robbie, this beats all. Dad! Please, keep quiet. Trevor, Trevor, why don't you take me instead? I'll risk my chances of getting back to Earth. I mean, back to this dimension. My instructions were specific, and they do not include you. You told me you had to restructure your civilization. You will not find another single human being as well informed on command, control, telemetry. There are theories I haven't even put into practice yet. Take me... I can benefit your civilization more than anyone. I was charged to transfer Dorothy, a human female. Our race is dying out. We need more than brains, we need bodies. I see. How much time before you have to tell Mrs. Melville that you are not her son? Well, I can wait until tomorrow morning, but no later. <laughs>
1: What What time is it? What's the matter? Shh,
0: please. Not so loud. It's five in the morning. Huh? Keep your voice down. What are you doing up so early? Shh, wait. Don't say anything. What, are you, what are you listening for? Is Robbie all right? Listen carefully, dearest. I'm going to tell you everything I know. And believe me, no matter how off course it sounds, scientifically... Could be true.
1: Something about Robbie, isn't it?
0: Not the Robbie upstairs, but our real son.
1: That's not our real son? Robbie, who came home from college yesterday? No, I'm afraid it's not. That's that's incomprehensible. No, no, it isn't. If you'll just let me explain. I had a feeling. I said to you, didn't I? He's doing peculiar things. But I never dreamed it was another person masquerading as Robbie. That's what you mean, isn't it? But our Robbie, where is he? Is he all right? I hope so. I think so.
0: I spoke to him late last night. In these matters, it's hard to accept only a piece of it. It's the, well, it's the whole concept or nothing.
1: Do you know who this is pretending to be Robbie?
0: And it's someone called Trevor from another dimension.
1: Uh, How do you know he's all right? Where is
0: he? In that other dimension. I told you I spoke to him twice. We talked, but we couldn't... We couldn't reach each other. What I did was I turned on the recording button on my desk, so I have taped the whole conversation with Robbie and Trevor.
1: Has he said what he wants, this Trevor? Yes. And if he gets it, would he release Robbie? He says so. What is it? What does he want? You... Me? What does he want of me?
0: Their race is decreasing. Intellectually, they are weakening. They have selected you to...
1: Why, I understand. You don't have to say any more.
0: However, the weakness of their plan is they cannot force humans across the divide that separates the dimensions. One must agree totally, mentally.
1: I'm flattered, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm not agreeing to anything. Secondly, between you and me, we ought to be able to come up with an idea that will effectively short circuit their plans. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, Trevor. Did you sleep well? I don't sleep. Oh, yes, I keep forgetting. I uh, I do appreciate that, though saves me making up an extra bed.
0: <laughs> uh, sit, sit, my boy.
1: Sit down. Oh, you know, I wasn't sure when I found out you went, Robbie, what you like to eat, so I didn't prepare anything. Oh, You don't mind if we go on having our breakfast? Uh, Phil's got an early day at the State Center. Mm,
0: well, if you want some cereal, Trevor, it's there on the sideboard. Milk, sugar, cream. Uh, I don't know what you fellows eat. I'll have some of that. Jabba? She means coffee. Yes, I know.
1: Only this time, let me pour you a cup. Uh, Phil, we had a little accident yesterday. Interesting thing about Trevor, he burned himself and the sensory impulses of his skin discharged the motor impulses so rapidly that the increase of blood flow diminished the heat in seconds. Uh, I'm presuming that you do have blood. Professor
0: Melville, have you discussed the problem with Mrs. Melville?
1: Yes, he has. But it really isn't my problem. It's your problem. You see, I'm not going with you through any windows to any other dimensions. I'm staying right here. You don't wish your son to grow up with the advantages of Earth? Of course I do, and of course he will. He's probably off with some friends somewhere right now.
0: Perhaps I can convince you, Mrs. Melville Uh, Trevor, my wife and I talked last night And we decided that a joke is a joke Now, you're a nice boy, so we didn't want to call the police Besides, you appear to be interested in astroelectronics My field Dad! Mother! It's true what he says It really
1: is
0: So if you would like, Trevor I'll take you down this morning and show you around
1: the space center Mother! Can you hear me? Mother, it's me Robbie. Philip, that's so sweet of you. I'm sure Trevor will be thrilled.
0: He looks so much like Robbie, I won't have any trouble getting him in. <laughs> Dad, for Pete's sake, will you listen to me? After all, if World Space Center would permit a security breach for my real son, Robbie...
1: Mother, Dad, somebody please listen to me.
0: Then what difference does it make if I take Trevor around? Right, Trevor? Now, would you like that? Don't you hear your son calling to you? no.
1: Uh, where is he? Did you hear him come back? He's
0: right here. He's in the same room with you. Oh, come now, Trevor. That isn't very nice. Here we are treating you as our own son, and you're making jokes at our expense. You hear nothing? I tell you, your son is right here
1: in this room this very moment. Philip, I must go. The, uh, publisher wants to talk to me about my next book, and I have hours of housework to do before he takes me to lunch. Oh, Trevor, are you staying with us another day? Of
0: course he is. As soon as you've had your coffee, my boy, we'll drive down to the lab. I'm getting a little confused. Who is serious and who is kidding whom? After all, last night, Philip did hear his son speak. Yet this morning, neither he nor his wife, Dorothy, appear to hear him. My guess is, if the Melvilles are gambling with fate, Dorothy holds a very good hand. So, Trevor, and all of you from the other dimension, beware. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. Probably the single most important reason why man has survived flood, famine, plagues, and war is his ability to adapt and outwit nature. Man has always been one step ahead of destruction... Now, a duplicate creature from another dimension, masquerading as a human, arrives to threaten a space scientist and his equally brilliant wife. The stakes are the life of their son and, perhaps tomorrow, the lives of many of us.
1: Trevor! Trevor! Philip's waiting for you. Are you in the bathroom?
0: Uh, what's this note? Well, where is he? I don't want to be late. We're running a test on the new Cosmotron.
1: He's not here, Philip. He left his note. Uh,
0: Let me see. Uh, Professor and Mrs. Melville, you two seem to think this is all very amusing. I shall have one final talk with the professor, and if unsatisfactory, the mortal extinction of your son is on your head.
1: Does he mean that?
0: Uh, He didn't like us pretending not hearing Robbie.
1: What can Trevor do?
0: That's one of two questions I cannot answer. The other is, where is Trevor? Trevor. Oh, you take it, Dorothy. I've got to get down to the center.
1: Wait a minute. What am I going to do here alone? Suppose Trevor comes back. Am I am I safe here? Now, Philip, don't go yet. Hello. Uh, Dorothy, is that you? Yes, who's
0: this? It's Bill Lawrence. Uh, is Phil still there?
1: Yes, he's just leaving. Who is that? Oh, well, let me speak to him, would you, please? Bill
0: Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, uh, hello. Hello, Bill. Yes, I'm just I'm just going out of the door. Yeah, Phil and asked to be let in God didn't know him when I put him on the video screen I recognized Robert and let him through directing him to the changing room and now we can't find him uh, Bill how did he look to you? Was he extremely pale? Yeah, why as a ghost he looks ill Bill find him he's got to be somewhere I'll be there as soon as I can <laughs> <laughs> Hello Bill Philip, I just got to my office from the changing room. Any leads on Robbie? No, no, wait a minute. Hold it. He's just come in the door. I'll call you back. Well, Trevor, you gave us quite a scare. Is this the best they can do? These hospital clothes? We all get out of our street clothes, put on sandals, trousers, and jackets of this special cloth to protect us from the particles flying around. Mm. Is there some significance to the red heart here on my pocket? <laughs> You seem to have been issued an outfit that belonged to a man who used to work here, Harry Hart, H-A-R-T. Now, where have you been? Having a good look around. Why couldn't you wait for me? There wouldn't have been all this fuss. I was afraid to trust you, so I came on ahead. Yes. You people know anything about these systems? Propulsion to digital design to analog circuit design? Very advanced but also quite susceptible to dematerialization and destruction. I want to know how you manage to have a good look around when we're locked and guarded with video viewers monitored by dozens of guards. Did you dematerialize yourself? Professor Melville, your tendency to mock has overcome your good sense. And neither does your wife realize the seriousness of the situation. She acts as though her son were going to return home any moment, and I am merely playing pranks. How could she think otherwise? Have those in your dimension been able to get anyone from ours to join you? I bet not. Well, actually, this is the first try. I devised this method, knowing how important a mother's son is to her. I persuaded my chiefs, and now I have got to deliver. I think you'll have a hard time convincing Mrs. Melville you hold her son prisoner. And don't be surprised at what I do to convince you. Sir, what in the name of heaven have you done? To thank you all for the courageous and efficient way you responded to the emergency bell. All locking systems went as scheduled. All subterranean chambers closed automatically. The Betatron and the Synchrotron check out, and the Cosmotron on which we've been running some MEV tests today is in working order. Now, we don't quite know what set off the alarm, but that's being checked into. He's not your son, but, but uh, I would have sworn... Take I, my word for it. Now, has he been located? Uh, disappeared again. Can't see him on a single screen. This fellow could be Robbie's twin, I mean it. What do you know about him? Oh, that's a long story, Bill. Oh, uh, I almost forgot. Uh, can you tell me what this is? I uh, found this thing in his locker. Well, when the alarm went off, the guard sealed all the lockers and brought me this... Hey, ever seen it before? It's a transponder. And my guess is he's going to be lost without it. He can't give or get any instructions without it. Sir, so, this kid is a spy. Uh, not exactly. Are you sure he could not have gotten out of the plant? Oh, I don't see how, with 100% security. Is this phone open? Oh, well, um, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You're calling home? Hmm. Dorothy always picks it up on the second ring. Something's wrong, Bill. I've got to go home.
1: Oh, Philip, you're so silly. I just went downtown to do a little shopping. I can't hide because this poor paranoid is wandering around. He hasn't shown up here.
0: You don't think that what I told you early this morning has any basis in fact?
1: How could I, darling?
0: Did you or did you not hear a faraway voice of Robbie's when we were having breakfast?
1: I dismissed the idea right away.
0: Okay. Now, look, promise me one thing. I have to get back to the center. You will not leave the house again today. I'll be home at five. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Now, something's wrong. We'd better shut her down. midnight before we can really take her apart. Uh, let's hit the video. Move the camera slowly around the D-tank in the vacuum chamber and see what we can see. Huh? What's that? What's where? Huh. Look at monitor three. I'm angling the lens toward the base of the oscillator. Judas Priest. Is that someone lying there? Uh, zoom in. just a pile of our dust catchers, one of our safety suits. Hm. Why would somebody leave those in there? Phil, could you zoom in even closer? I recognize that jacket. I see that red heart on the pocket. Hmm. Didn't that belong to, uh, what's his name, Harry Hart? Phil, you don't think... I'll tell you exactly what I think. Somebody who did not know they would be bombarded with protons... Got in there, maybe to hide. Couldn't get out. And, well, the clothes are all that's left. Good heavens. But it can't be. No human being could simply disintegrate, leaving only clothing behind. That's just the point, Bill. Look, I don't know how to say this to you, but I've reason to believe that young man who looked like my son Robbie was not mortal. But I saw him with my own eyes. I talked to him. Yes. Well, what does that prove, Dorothy? Dorothy, what are you doing standing in the middle of the street, flagging me down? Let
1: me let me catch my breath. I I ran all the way from the house to stop you at the crossroad. I'll I'll get in and close the door.
0: Well, now tell me, what is it?
1: He's home.
0: Who? Trevor? Well, it can't be. Oh, you, you mean our, our real son, Robbie?
1: He's home? That's just it. I don't know which he is.
0: Well, I can tell you this, darling. I'm certain it was Trevor who was at the plant today. You know, it may be these other dimensional beings occupy the same space as we do, but they know very little about how we live. He got himself lost in the cosmotron. It was turned on to warm up for our demonstration, and then neither Bill Lawrence or I could find hide nor hair of him.
1: He was in the Cosmotron, You... materialized him?
0: Well, it could be, but I think there's more to it. Maybe we mortals are stronger than those creatures from the other dimension. Maybe when you simply refused to go over to them, he had to quit. And then this morning, when we pretended not even to hear Robbie's voice calling to us, maybe he realized his attempt to get you had failed.
1: Philip, I just don't know. I'm not sure it's our real son who showed up an hour ago.
0: I bet you that it is. Robbie had to be released when their plan failed. Oh, son, you... You had us really worried. College closes down for the summer, and you said you'd be here a week ago and, and no show. Oh, Dad, I was telling Mother. It's crazy, honestly. I I just don't remember what I was doing. It's like I wasn't in this world for the last couple of days. Total blank. <laughs> I know you'll both think I was into some kind of drugs, but, but I swear to you, I wasn't.
1: Let's just put it down to overwork for the exams, and you just slept away these last few days.
0: Boy, if it was that, I sure had some strange far-out dreams. Robbie, Robbie, what's the last thing you remembered when you were awake? Well, it'll sound completely crazy, I know it. I was standing in front of a full-length mirror on the back of my door, uh, tying my tie. Is that it? And that's it. That's exactly where I was when I sort of came to before I hopped the next train home. Yeah, well, maybe I can help you remember. I've got something here in my desk. What is it, Philip? Oh, it's a cassette tape, Mom. Oh. You know how Dad records his scientific meetings. It's a tape I made just this morning. I'll snap it into the playback and turn it on. Please, Dad, will you please turn it off? Robbie. Robbie, darling, what is it? Oh, listening to that, I, I suddenly got the most excruciating headache. Something about those voices. Ooh. It's getting better, easing off. Well, oh, I thought I was going to go nuts, like, like,
1: like a jackhammer drilling into my skull. Why don't you go up to your room and lie down? I'll... I'll call you when it's dinner time. Oh, sure. Okay, I will. Wow, that was something.
0: Well, uh, I'll be down for dinner. (laughs) It's
1: great to be home. It is him, isn't it? It's our son. No question. Phil, do you think it could happen again? That something from the other dimension could come through one of those windows Trevor talked about that separates our dimensions? I mean, could come back here?
0: Yes. I think it's possible they'll try again. But I doubt if they'd dare come to our house. You see, you were too strong for them, Dorothy.
1: So you don't think that our world has seen the last of these creatures? Who knows? Who really knows?
0: Is the unbelievable and incredible always impossible? Isn't it that we shut out what we don't wish to believe is possible? For example, we know that everyone on Earth lives on a crust containing a ball of fire. Why doesn't the Earth explode? Other planets have. Is it because if we don't think of it, it won't occur? The earthquake won't happen? Or the flood? I'll be back with a few more fears and a few hopes very shortly. One last thought, and then I'll leave you in peace. Is it not family, love of land, custom, centuries of habit that bind us together? Or are we not in this atomic age as free and independent as a single atom? And if the age-old traditional forces that have held humankind together are today weakening, how long can we hold out against unknown forces, other beings, or other dimensions? Our cast included Grace Matthews, Norman Rose, and Russell Horton. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.